Rachel. Welcome to Recovery Daily. Sorry, I almost had my outro playing already. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, today I'm going to be talking about living in today. And what I, what really was coming to mind today was um, being able to change my mindset to be able to focus on um, not only just today, but this minute. You know, this hour, this second, depending on what I need, because sometimes I get overwhelmed by what is ahead of me. So um, tomorrow I have my second vision therapy appointment and um, I can't help but just feel like you know, these are the, the vision therapy appointment is 30 minutes. So I haven't been since last Tuesday and it's 30 minutes. (laughs) And I just feel like, what the hell are they going to do in 30 minutes? And then I got to wait another week. Um, but so, you know, I can, I feel like a little bit of just wanting to um, not commit to that and feel like I'd rather spend my money on a massage (laughs) or something like that. Um, But I have to really um, think about, you know, what am I feeling like right now? I feel, I feel like shit right now. I really do. Um, It was a It was a big day. I think for anybody else, it wouldn't really be a big day. But um, there was just, uh, we had a visitor today. My daughter was here as well. And so we opened some of the windows. And just that alone is, it's a lot for me. And I didn't get my nap um, to rest my head. So I did uh, have some feelings of dizziness and stuff like that. So, um therapy is my answer and, and it's just such a small little piece out of my entire week that it is making me feel a a, a lot of different feelings. And so it's important that instead of looking at tomorrow, I need to focus on today. And, um, every hour that I'm in, especially when I I'm not working. Um, so I've, I've started short-term disability. So I've been trying to do some creative things. Um, the podcast being one, but I've also been doing some sewing, which has, um, turned out to be, um, a talent that I might have. We'll see. We'll see if that takes off. But, um, So I've really, when I get up in the morning, I plan my day by probably not by the hour, but more like in sections. So in the morning, maybe I'll do some sewing and then, um, you know, I'll clean something and then I have lunch, you know, you get my point. And then in the afternoon, I usually take like a, at least a two hour nap to rest my head, um, which really by... By about 11 o'clock, I feel like I need to lay down. 
um, because I start getting dizzy and, and nauseous and, um, and my head starts to feel like those rubber bands. Um, so I, I've really been trying to stay in what I'm doing at the moment and it's really challenging and I thought maybe I would share, um, share one of the ways that I did this in sobriety and it might help me because I'm doing this for selfish reasons, but it might help me, um, figure out how to do this also, uh, with my stroke recovery. So when I got sober, um, I went to, uh, rehab. It was like a, you know, like a one week, uh, detox facility in Fairfax. And, um, the first time I went, I did not take any suggestions, um, you know, suggestions like going to, um, a therapist, going to, uh, meetings, um, stuff like that and, um, praying and all these things. I didn't get a sponsor, all that. I didn't, I didn't do, I think I did a couple things. I just picked and chose what I wanted to do. And, um, and then I ended up drinking again. And, um, and the reason why is because I, I was thinking, I, I was being told I need to just stay in today. And I could not, I could not imagine living the rest of my life without a drink. And so, um, and, and folks kept telling me like, don't worry about whether you're going to drink tomorrow. Just don't drink today. And I was like, you know, well, I, sure. <laughs> you know, I cannot drink t- today, but there's no freaking way I'm going to go the rest of my life without drinking. Like I just couldn't help, but just go and look at the future. And so I was like, what the hell? I'm going to drink, so I might as well drink now. So I started drinking again for about eight months. And um, I shared this already that my daughter said it's okay to try again. I went back to rehab. And that time um, I took all the suggestions that were told to me. and, um, and, And I've been sober ever since. But one thing that I started doing when I got sober the second time was I started running. I had a friend who, um, who agreed to run with me after work. And I've shared a little bit about this too. So we would, um, set out for mm, like two miles, maybe three miles. And I probably ran maybe 30 seconds at a time. And, when I first got sober, I was very just spacey and unhealthy and such. And so, um, but over time with her patience, I was able to start running more and more. Well, I started really enjoying that feeling. Um, I guess they call it a runner's high. Um, in the beginning, I didn't run long enough to feel a runner's high. (laughs) I would call it a runner's low, (laughs) but, um, 
eventually I did start to kind of get a taste of what that feels like. So I decided that I wanted to run a 5k. And so the way that I did that was I started run walking. So um, this took a lot of patience and consistency on my part. So I started out the first week and I ran uh, one minute and walked one minute, ran one minute, walked one minute. And I did that for three miles, 3.33 miles. And then the next week, I ran two minutes and walked one minute, ran two minutes and walked one minute. And I did that for that week. And then the next week, I ran three minutes and walked one minute and so on. You get it. I did that for weeks and weeks and months until I was running a 5K, running the whole time. And... The way that I was able to think through this in my mind was it it never failed when I got to like the beginning of the last stretch, I would say. So maybe it was the last quarter of the three, uh, 3.33 miles. Um, I, I wanted to stop. It was too hard. I wanted to stop and it it felt terrible. Uh, You know, like I couldn't breathe. Breathing was just my, (laughs) my, I didn't like that feeling of not being able to breathe, you know, catch your breath. And so that's what would make me stop running. So I started thinking to myself and comparing it to sobriety, living uh, one day at a time, not drinking one day at a time, not drinking one hour at a time, not drinking one minute at a time. So I started thinking about each step of my run. And I thought when I took a step, I feel okay right now, take another step. I feel okay right now, take another step. And I started mentally doing that exercise in my head for the last quarter of the three miles. And wouldn't you know it, I just kept running. Um, and sometimes, some days I was like, I'm not going to die right now. I'm not going to die right now. I'm not going to die right now. And I would just keep taking the next step until I finished. And then after I was able to do it that first couple times, um, I, I knew I could do it. Um, and I started running five Ks and I ended up running five Ks like four times a week. I think like every other day or something like that. It was, it was really fascinating that I, that I was able to do that. And, and, um, what that also reminds me of is how I said, uh, the first, after the first couple of times, after knowing I was able to do it, I, I just did it, you know, cause I knew I could, So if I, if I already did it, then I know I can do it. So just do it again. And, um, that reminds me also of, um, in sobriety, all of the firsts that I had to go through after I got sober, you know, like the first time I went to a wedding without drinking, the first time I went to a happy hour at work without drinking, um, 
you know, and so on and so forth. And, and once I was able to do it once, I knew I could do it again. And what I thought of when I went to that first wedding um, and didn't drink, I thought, I'm okay right now. I'm okay right now. And I did it like minute by minute. I kept thinking, I'm okay right now without a drink. I'm okay right now without a drink. Until uh, eventually I was back at home in my bed and I made it without a drink. And, and so for me in the beginning, that's what not drinking was. It was, um, it was self-talk and it was a lot of self-talk. Um, and I'm still amazed, um, at myself that I'm, that I was able to do that. But, uh, one thing I, I think I shared this already, but one thing that a therapist told me once was have a picture everything going perfectly. When you think you can't do something or you think something's going to go go sideways, imagine it going perfectly. And you're much more likely to get through it and get through it with a lot less energy and stress than if you are what ifing or you're thinking, I can't do it, I can't do it. Because that's what I was thinking on those initial runs when I would get to that last quarter mile or quarter mile, quarter 5K, whatever, the last quarter of it, I was thinking, I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, I'm going to fall over, I, you know? And, um, but with that self-talk, I was able to do it. So I try to share that story a lot because I think it's really... It worked for me, you know, and, and that's what this is all about is talking about what has worked for me in the past and knowing that it's going to work for me again. That's why I'm sitting here sharing. I'm sharing about what worked for me when I got sober and what can I, what experiences can I pull from that that will help me get through what I'm going through right now. And so by saying all this stuff out loud, it's helping me, but, um, I also hope that it's helping somebody else. And I've been getting a lot of feedback lately that, that it is helping people. So I'm just going to keep talking because if it's helping all of us, then, then that's awesome. Um, and, an, and another thing that, uh, that I, that I also have heard somewhere <laughs> is, that you can always start your day over at any time. So um, if you are trying to live by the minute, live by the hour, or, you know, make these, do some self-talk and I'm okay now, I'm okay now. You know, if, if you find yourself not okay and something goes wrong, you can start again. There's nothing saying that you can't just start again. You know, if you find yourself in one moment and you find yourself not doing what you're supposed to be doing, and whether that's drinking, whether that's having made a promise to yourself that you're not going to 
uh, talk shit about other people and then you find yourself in a situation where you're talking shit about your <laughs> your neighbor or something like that, then try again next time. You know, just acknowledge that this is not the person that I wanted to be. So I, I'm going to try again and just start over again. And so I've learned that I can do that. And um, because I disappoint myself all the time, all the time I disappoint myself. And in the whole scheme of things, you know, a lot of the stuff that that I deal with, um, if I back up and look at it, you know, we're all just trying to live. There's no, there's no guidebook for living. So we, so what we make a mistake, just try again, just acknowledge that you made a mistake and try again. So, um, you can always start your day over and, and this recovery, the reason why I, I post a podcast every day is because that's what this is about. This is, it takes every day this consistency for me to actually uh, follow through with all of this, to follow through with the shit that I'm, that's coming out of my mouth. Um, you know, I'm not just blowing smoke. I'm here every single day saying the same thing. Um, not the same thing, but you know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm encouraging the same t- type of behavior for myself. So, um, so yeah, I, uh, so that's about the, the theme of living in today, but I wanted to talk about just because I do have, uh, <laughs> because I do have, uh, vision therapy tomorrow, I'm, I'm going to switch from talking about living in today <laughs> and talk about tomorrow. <laughs> um, no, I'm just, I, What's happening tomorrow is I have 30 minutes of therapy. So what happened last time is I went into the office and um, pretty much everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. I went into the office the day before my appointment, so I got the day wrong. So I came in the next day and they asked me if I had my paperwork which no, I, I did not see. They apparently sent it to me in an email, so I can't check my email. So I didn't have my paperwork. So then they wanted me to fill out the paperwork in the office. Well, I can't do that because I can't look at the paperwork. So I took it home. It's still sitting in front of me unfilled out. So I have to figure out how I'm going to do that before tomorrow. Um, then we went back in the back and it was really us just talking about what are the symptoms that I have and all that stuff. So, so this part of the podcast is more about my, um, my stroke symptoms. And, uh, so when I went in there, I couldn't even really focus on the lady. I had to look down at the floor, um, because it would hurt, it hurts my head. And so, um, she ended up turning out the lights and I still couldn't look at her. So we shut the door. I still couldn't look at her. So she stood about 10 feet away from me and then I could look at her and it didn't, and it didn't hurt my head. 
So we, um, we talked a bunch and then we did this one activity where I watched this circle go around a, a black, uh, t like TV screen. And, um, and it went slow enough. It was like a snail's pace, like clouds floating by overhead, like super, super slow. And so I followed it one time around the screen and I was able to do that. So that's all that happened. Um, in my previous therapy that I had been going to, uh, it was like preschool <laughs> where I got to play puzzles and I got to play cards and they did like some cr tracking activities with my eyes and, um, and stuff like that. And it turns out that the stuff that they, the activities that they were doing with me at the first therapist, um, weren't really focused on the actual thing that I was diagnosed with. So I'm diagnosed, I, I need to focus on vergence, which is convergence and divergence and, um, and tracking. So, um, my eyes cannot follow something directly or in my peripheral, it sounds like. Um, and that's what makes it so that I can't ride in the car and, um, and a bike and kayak, moving things. I can't look at screen scrolling, TVs, all of the, pretty much anything in life that moves. I can't, I can't look at that. <laughs> um, and then the other thing is the convergence and divergence. So for example, last night I looked at the moon because I wasn't sure. I figured that's pretty good distance, pretty good distance away. So I looked at the moon because I wanted to know if I saw double, and I did. There was two moons up there. So, um, and no, two moons is not better than one. <laughs> but cha. And so, um, anyway, I, I was thinking this morning, it's like what it feels like is if you don't need glasses and you pick up somebody else's glasses and you pick up like, you know, those really, really thick, like, um, glasses that one might make fun of when you're a kid, something like that, you put those on and you have this feeling in the back of your eyes and in your head. That's what my head feels like all the time. It's like, uh, there it's working really, really hard to do something that should be really simple. So, um, anyway, I'm looking forward to my therapy tomorrow. It's only 30 minutes. I think we're going to do some, uh, simple activities. It's supposed to be a snail's pace. And, uh, I guess that's why it takes six months to a year of this to make progress. But that's my update. This podcast was all over the place. I, that's totally fine too, because I can do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> so, um, thank you for listening and, uh, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you tomorrow.